So today I'm going to begin with a, a cliche. Change is hard, right? Okay, we know that. It's not a headline from me. Change is hard, and life changes. And we've been through a lot of change. One of the changes for me is that I'm not living in seat 2A on a Delta flight all the time, which is great because while I enjoy my frequent flyer status, which is pathetic when you think of it, people get together and they, especially business travelers, we're always like, what is your status? What is your status? How many miles do you have? Like, get a life. And I don't say that disparagingly against other people. Like, I'm that same moron who, like, wants to talk about our frequent flyer status. Now, it does come in handy. Like, in the last couple of weeks, I've been back in seat 2A and um, traveling a bit more than I have been in the last couple of years. So, now I'm able to be more selective than ever with events I take on and projects that I take on. And that decision has been made easier by some health issues. I've talked about them. I'm not talking about them again. And um, But the choice is ultimately mine. And, you know, doctors have not restricted me. Maybe they should. But I've created my own boundaries. I guess I've always created my own boundaries. Sometimes my boundaries just weren't very strong, you know, and um, maybe a little porous. But I'm to the point now where I'm refusing to spend 150 days a year anymore on the road, sleeping in hotels away from Cindy. She deserves better than that. She's always deserved better than that. I mean, she spent a significant amount of her marriage alone while I racked up frequent flyer miles. But over the past two years, I have written and rewritten due to change, due to being grounded in some ways. I've written and rewritten my mission, my priorities, my goals. MPG, that's what my complimenter calls it. I really think you should check out thecomplimentor.com. Transform my life and leadership. It will for you too. And um, this MPG is now the blueprint for how I decide, like where I'm going to invest my time. And um, I review it. I review it all the time. I mean, 90% of it never changes, but there's some nuances that I tweak once in a while. And so as I was considering this podcast today, I went back and I opened up my Google Docs and I took a peek at it again this morning because there is one particular section that really applies to the topic that I want to talk about. And it's the what I call the I will not, but I will segment of my mission priorities and goals sheet. And specifically, there's one um, that I want you to hear, then it reads like this. I will not accept outside projects for the sake of revenue, but I will create resources and revenue streams that help people live with a greater sense of authenticity. See, I decided uh, there's some things in my life I'm going to take out of my life. I will no longer do this, but I will. So I replace it with something else that helps accomplish what it is that I have set for goals for my life. Now, that whole line of I will not do this, but I will, that might not sound so profound to you, 
about not taking on projects, outside projects for the sake of revenue. But let me unpack that for you just a bit more because that's a profound statement for a person who has spent the most part of his career traveling the globe, traversing the globe as a speaker, as an author, as a leader, board member, whatever my role was at the time. So when that invitation comes, you go. Why? Because that's how you make a living. And when the going gets tough, like, you know, money's low, you get back on the plane for a paycheck. I'm sure that's not too hard to comprehend. But there is another aspect to that idea that you might understand, not understand about my life. Sometimes, I'd actually say most of the time, I go to events and stand in front of an audience for a sense of value, for a sense of validation, because I am seeking identity. And while I completely, I mean completely, 100% believe in the message I'm communicating, standing behind a microphone is a bit more for me. You see, artificial affirmation comes in many shapes and forms. And I've always been able to hide on a stage. Even exposed to everybody, I'm still hiding. I'm still wearing a mask. I'm still performing in order to impress. And like, we all do it. So like, you know, don't throw rocks. We supplement our lives with alternative additives that compensate for our lack of self-confidence, our lack of security. And I know it's not just me. I know few. And I really, as I'm tackling this topic of authenticity, I know even fewer, very few people who do not perform or pretend in some way, shape, or form. I mean, it can be as simple as the car you drive. How many people do you know, and it might be you, have a car payment beyond your means in order to impress somebody? Now, that's pretty shallow, so I'm not throwing rocks at you either. But we do it. It could be a car. It could be a monthly mortgage payment in a home you can't afford, a boat you don't need, a motorcycle you don't ride. Okay, now I'm talking about me, right? <laughs> but that house is keeping you house broke. Just have that mortgage to keep up with the, I don't know, keep up with the Joneses. Now, those are big ones. So now I'm going to meddle just a little bit. What about that color you put in your hair? I know all of a sudden I just alienated 62% of my audience who are female because we're talking about coloring your hair. I'll go one step further. The breast augmentation you did not need. All of that, there are just ways to impress others. And the list could go on and on and on and on. And you know it. I mean, they just picked four. We all have the tendency to exaggerate in order to compensate for shortcomings because we're not as comfortable being our true selves as we wish we were. So last week, last week, 
It was one of those decisions about boundaries, about what I'm going to do and how I'm going to spend my time that I made despite my decision to travel less, to make an investment in my own life. I mean, a lot of my time, a lot of your time, we invest a lot of our efforts and energies into other people's lives. But when do we invest in our own life? An investment is the key word. It is the whole key word that I just want to talk about a bit today. And I want to consider it with you because we don't pause enough to ponder how, when, where, and with whom we spend our time. And at least that's my opinion, that we don't slow down enough to really give it enough thought. I mean, take your phone, for example. My iPhone has a feature, and maybe you've seen it on yours, called Screen Time, where I can actually look and see exactly how much time I spend staring at that stupid device. And honestly, man, it's embarrassing. I mean, I looked just before I started recording, and I was down 28% from last week. Woohoo! But it's still a significant chunk of my day. And I hate to admit it, but I might be addicted to that damn thing. I would I would feel better maybe if my apps were productivity apps and they're used for like, you know, more efficient use of my time, but it's not. Most of my usage is actually waste on social media, which I, you know, I fight against and talk against and how it's ruining our culture. And yet at the same time, I'm doing the same stinking thing. And you probably can relate. And in that situation, I'm spending my time, but I'm not investing it. Spending's just an expense. It's like gone. You can't get it back. Investing has got a return. Now, at this stage of my life, I am more concerned about the return I receive, which means more than just getting a paycheck or an honorarium for my efforts. Now, that's why I decided last week to fly to Colorado to hang out with 15 friends in the mountains, drinking bourbon, smoking cigars, sitting around a fire, and just laughing and sharing life together. Now, these are not just a random group of people that we like. I pulled out of a hat. These are men and women I have known for years and years. They're friends who they share my passion for helping others, for making the world a better place. They're individuals I've come to trust. I mean, impeccably, without worrying or having any fear whether they're going to accept me and all my flaws. They do. It's a gathering that has been established where no one has got to pretend. No one's got to wear that mask. No mask of any kind. And so actually, when we began this annual event now, nine years, next year is going to be our 10th year of doing this. The tagline that we adopted was, listen, you can come, but there's no business cards, no brochures, and no bullshit. And over the time, the bonds we have established have grown stronger. The conversations now are more engaging than ever, and the love for one another more deep than maybe even we could have imagined it would become. It has become probably the only event outside of 
my time with my immediate family that I will not miss. Why? Because it's an investment. And really, it's an investment in my own mental health, which might sound a little selfish, but it's for me. And so I'm getting the return. It's it's the one place away from my home where I can just be authentically me. It's a place I can just be. And I'm afraid that many people just don't have that kind of place in their life. I mean, pause for a minute. Where do you get to just be? I'll say it this way, I guess. It's the one place where it's safe to get naked. We all need a place we can get naked. That's figurative, of course. A a place where there's no shame, a place where there's no condemnation, a place where you can just expose yourself, your weaknesses, your vulnerabilities, and no one casts judgment. No one points, no one throws stones. It's, It's a place we need where empathy and understanding flow absolutely free. But that doesn't happen without investment. Now, lately, I have been, um, I've been working hard on my lifestyle. Specifically, I'm working on, on my diet and movement. So, I have this watch that tells me, like, how much I've moved, whether I stand, that I should breathe. And, and for years now, I've hit my Apple Watch, and I just hit dismiss, 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 every time that comes up, which is like ridiculous. It's a great tool, but I haven't been using it. And diet-wise, I'm, like, I, I'm not out of control, but I could be in more control. And at this point now, seldom do I consume something. I don't first investigate closely to see what's inside the ingredient ingredients. I mean, turn the package over, and if it's full of sugar, I don't eat it. If I can't pronounce it, I don't eat it. And, I mean, do you know what I've discovered? And this is not going to be a headline for you either. Eating healthy is freaking expensive. It's an investment. My diet now consists pretty much now of meat and fruit and vegetables. And water, as much water as I can drink without having to pee all day long. And and that's about it. If it comes in a box or a bag or a can, I'm probably not going to ingest it into my body. Because I want to be healthy. And I want to be healthy for a long time. There are some parts of my life and parts of my health I can't control. And so you can listen to episode nine and that'll tell you what I'm talking about. So now I am determined to control those areas that I can, like diet, like exercise, like sleep. People don't talk enough about sleep. I mean, would it be easier just to eat processed foods and lay around and binge watch TV? Of course it would. But that's not an investment that's going to pay any dividends. There's no return on that. Well, that's not true. There is a return on that. It's just not a healthy return. So... Would it be easier after nine years to just like forgo the flight to Denver every May? 
and spend three days away from being home just to hang out with a few friends? Well, of course it would be easier. But the payoff is worth the investment. It's time, it's energy, it's cash. And so the question I have to constantly ask myself today is, am I investing my resources in areas that have a return, or am I just simply spending them on what's ever easiest or convenient or cheap? Because a lot of the things we do in life, we do because they're cheap. But again, is there a return? It's actually a a difficult question because investing in my emotional, spiritual, physical, and uh, spiritual health, it's costly. Not only is it costly, it's time-consuming, which logically means I have less time to give to other areas. I'm going to say that again. When I choose to invest more into specific areas of my life, there's only so much time in a day, which now leaves me with less time than I had before. And specifically, that includes relationships. And this is where authenticity um, probably really gets the most challenging for us all. On the front screen of my phone, and I was thinking about this, how do I relate this? On the front screen of my phone is this pesky, stupid little app icon that tells me at any given moment of the day, and I know I could like delete it from you know the front of my screen, but I don't because I'm a moron. It tells me at any given moment how my financial investments are doing. Maybe you've got it too. And maybe you're not smart enough to get rid of it either. I'm, I'm not. And right now, my investments are not doing well. I mean, if you have money in the stock market, you are pulling your hair out as well. So I'm having to make some hard decisions of whether or not I need to cut my losses in some of my stocks before I even lose more money. Dang it. And maybe, maybe I'd be just better off walking away instead of seeing dividends just disappear before my eyes all the time. But it's a hard decision because I keep holding on to hope that they're going to recover. If I just wait long enough, they're going to recover. I I think you can figure out where I'm going here. I really think you understand the correlation of what we're building. Friends, we have all got relationships in our lives that are not paying dividends. But we just keep hanging on to hope because we're afraid. We're afraid of losing. We're afraid of loss. We're afraid of hurting someone's feelings. We're afraid of consequences of cutting our losses and just walking away. Even though that there's not a great ROI in our life, sometimes doesn't it just have to be about you? And the answer to that, in case you don't know, is yes. Sometimes it just needs to be about you. At the same time, we we don't have any more time to invest in ourselves or in another relationships because we're allowing someone to drain us, like my stocks, like drain us emotionally, drain us spiritually, drain us physically even. So we just keep hanging on to hope, only to go bankrupt, per se. Listen, there, there's... 
There's only so much of you to go around. That's why I do this podcast. That's why I've tackled this. I don't know if it's going to be successful. I don't know if people are even listening. I might just be sitting on the couch in my office talking to this microphone from what I can tell. But I do know that living artificially, ingesting, consuming, putting additives and supplements in your life because it's the easy thing to do is not working. It is not creating an authentic culture. It's not creating an authentic you. And you have only got one life. That's what you got. So the question for me and for you, I mean, I'm kind of talking to me, but are you going to spend it on supplements? Are you going to spend it on additives? Or are you going to find some healthy alternatives to your current habits? Are you going to find some healthy alternatives to your current relationships? Are you willing to cut your losses if need be, for your own sanity and sake. I made the decision to focus on me. I've not focused enough on me. So since I'm focusing on me, that means I focus on my family because my family brings me joy. I focus on my health because I love like not getting up like stiff with inflammation and can barely move. So I focus on my exercise, my movement, my diet. Has <laughs> it cost me? Damn right it's cost me. It's going to continue to cost me. It's going to cost me cash. It's going to cost me time. It's going to cost me energy. It's going to cost me some emotional energy. But it's worth, it's absolutely worth the investment, even if it means that as I'm focusing on me and more time on my home and more time on my family, I might lose intentionally. I might let go of a few friends. But I'm going to let go of a few friends in order to gain deeper relationships with the people I love most even if it means spending more money on fresh foods just to lose a few pounds. But those few pounds are critical to how I feel, even if it means getting up earlier or going to bed earlier. Like I'm, I'm a 5 a.m. guy and a 10 p.m. guy. It takes a lot for me to stay up past 10. Matter of fact, most of the time, the older I get, I can't even make it to 10. So I get up at five. Most of the time I go to bed at by 10. Most of the time. But what do I get? I get more time in my day. I get more accomplished. I'm not near as stressed. I'm not running around frantic trying to figure out how I'm going to get all done. Even if it means saying no to fewer outside projects, which also means I'm going to say no to fewer paychecks. But what do I have? I've got more time to be drilled in and focused on my mission, my priorities, and my goals, which I really don't let hardly anything change. So that's my two cents today. That's my two cents on the word investment. Because it's what I've been pondering, like I said, sitting in an airplane seat. And I can only hope that has encouraged you, 
or challenged you to reconsider where you spend your valuable resources in this life, your time, your energy, and yeah, your funds too. Listen, we all have additives in our lives that we've learned to inadvertently ingest habitually that are slowly, like the crap on the back of the label of the food you read, they're slowly killing us from the inside out. So I just encourage you, take inventory. Take a look. Turn the label over of your life. See what it might be for you. Because I promise the energy and the time that it takes to really investigate and take inventory will be worth the investment. And again, I hope you enjoyed the episode. So before you close out of the app that you're using, please leave a five-star review. I'd really appreciate it. And I'd appreciate it if you'd share the podcast with your friends on social media to help increase the impact that I know that this podcast, Square Peg Round Hole, is having. And as always, I encourage you to live your humanity with humility and authenticity in an artificial world. Don't compromise your identity and don't apologize for being a square peg in a round hole. I'll catch you next time.